friend, you're listening to Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. Each week, I'll bring you inspiration, motivation, and empowering learnings to help you navigate life's unexpected terrains. I believe that the more we know, the faster we grow. So each week, I'll be teaching high-level coaching concepts that you can apply to your real life. Here's to accomplishing big dreams, believing in your inner champion, and living a life filled with ease and joy. Like all navigational tools in the 21st century, I fit right in your pocket. I'm a life coach in your pocket. Happy listening. Hi, friend. Welcome back to another episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. I'm here today answering some questions that came in on my Instagram. So my Instagram handle is Coach Rachel Bailey, all one word. And I had posted on there a few weeks ago asking if you could sit down with me over coffee, what would you want to know? What would you want to learn? What would you ask me? And a lot of people asked me, what was the most important learning that I received when I started receiving my coaching credentials, when I started diving into NLP? What were the most life-changing lessons that I learned in the courses that I took? And I thought this was a great question. And it's also one that would require hours and hours and hours <laughs> of me talking. So rather than make a 12-hour podcast today, what I decided to do was make a 12-week course where I will be going over how you can change your life to be the most empowered version of yourself in 12 weeks. Does that sound awesome? I'm super excited about it. Listening to this podcast is great and it's amazing and I really do hope that it is bringing positive changes in your life. Can you imagine though if I put everything in a nice orderly fashion so you can learn step by step how to take action in your life and become the most empowered version of yourself with strategy? So that's what the 12-week course will be. And I'll talk a little bit more about it towards the end of this podcast. I'll let you know when that will be coming out and how you can pre-register. But let's talk about what did I bring you today? Because I really thought about what are the most important lessons that I've learned to become the most empowered version of myself. And yes, that will take a while. So today I just want to start with language. One of the first lessons that I remember learning uh, in the personal development industry, in the life coaching industry, that I had not been practicing, that I noticed right away made a shift in me, was paying attention to my language. Language is really, really powerful. And I'm going to go over with you today words that I eliminated from my everyday dialogue and from even my thinking process. I just eliminated these words from my habits, from my practice and what words I have added into my language to make a powerful impact in my life. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, language, really? That's tip number one. I promise you this is going to be huge and massively helpful if you can adapt your language and your thinking to be in alignment with your higher self, what you truly want in your life, what you imagine and envision for yourself. Let's look at if your language is getting you closer to that or further away. And first for my why people who are like, why? Why do I want to adapt my language? Why does it matter? Have you seen this experiment on YouTube where they have 
looked at snowflakes under a microscope and for some of the snowflakes they said words of affirmation like love and gratitude and faith and hope and God and they looked at these snowflakes and they were absolutely gorgeous. You have to look this up. They're like the most beautiful images you've ever seen. And then they took other snowflakes and they spoke curse words over them. And I don't necessarily mean bad words, like cuss words, but they spoke words like hate, evil, fool. And they looked at these snowflakes where they spoke curses over them and they were absolutely hideous. It had taken the snowflake and it had literally deformed the snowflake. So they were not symmetrical. They were lopsided. And if you can imagine this, they looked unhealthy. How can a snowflake look unhealthy? You'll see. When you look at these images, you'll be like, yes, I would describe that as an unhealthy snowflake. It just looks like it's deformed. And then you go back and you look at the other snowflakes that were spoken words of life, like gratitude, love, thankful, hope, God. You look at these snowflakes and they're absolutely gorgeous. They're perfect in every way. I can't even describe them to you. They're just astoundingly beautiful. Now imagine, okay, that's just water. Snowflakes are made up of water. Well, guess what? So are you. Do you know off the top of your head what percentage of your body is made up of water? So your brain is 75% water. Your blood is 83% water. Your heart tissue is 79% water. Your bones are 22% water. Your muscles are 75% water. Your liver is 85% water. And your kidneys are 83% water. That's a lot of water in your human body. So imagine if you're speaking words over yourself every day, are those words speaking life over your body? Are those words giving your water in your body beauty and life and health or not? What I want to talk to you about today is not only why you want to speak life over your body, but actually what language is sneaky? Because we can all look at our language and say, oh yeah, I should probably eliminate like... <laughs> self-deprecating talk. Well, sure, yes, please do that. That's step one. And also, what is the language that's more sneaky? It's like language that very subtly and insidiously brings down the quality of your life. And most people have not even considered these teeny tiny words that I'm gonna go over with you today. That once you change the more insidious language, you'll actually be more empowered and have more control in your life. So let's go over the words that you may not have even considered before. Okay, these words in NLP are just considered weak language. So once we eliminate weak language, we become more powerful. So the first word that I want you to eliminate, you've probably heard this, is can't, can't. Now we all have reasons and excuses, we all do. And sometimes seasons are not the right fit for a certain task, project, or goal. So when we think like, I can't, usually our brain goes to, well, this isn't the right season for that. So if, like my husband, for example, when he asked me, are you going to do 75 hard? It's going to be awesome. And I'm sitting here with a three-month-old saying, uh, that does not sound in alignment for me. 
because I'm not sleeping. I barely have time for a 20 minute workout. My life is just too chaotic right now. I, that is, would not add to my life. That would detract from my life right now. Well, instead of turning to my husband and saying, I can't do that. I said, I don't want to do that right now. I don't want to do that right now. Do you see how much power that gives me, the speaker? Instead of saying, I can't do 75 hard, which totally is defeatist in my language and the way that I'm speaking. And also, we're probably going to start an argument because he's probably going to tell me all the reasons why I can. So it's not that I can't. It's that I don't want to. It's not an alignment for me. Use this, those of you who are trying a new meal plan, use this when it comes to food. Hey, do you want dessert? Instead of saying, oh, I can't have dessert, I'm on a diet. What I want you to say instead is, you know what, thanks, but I don't want that. I don't want that gives me total empowerment back. It's like, why would I want that? What I want instead is results. Well, when we're telling ourselves all day long, I can't, I can't, I can't, it makes us feel less empowered. It makes us feel like we're not in the driver's seat of our life versus I don't want that or that's not an alignment for me right now. Those are words that give me the control back. And then the other obvious answer is if you want to do something that's hard, let's say, and I would even challenge that word hard. We'll get to that one. But if you want to do something that's going to require a lot of you and you're looking, let's say, to launch something, to start a business or this or that, instead of saying not right now, what I want you to say instead is when. If not now, when? Because someday, for example, is a word that we need to eliminate. One day... I'll get to that. Let's eliminate those and instead actually give your unconscious mind the time, the timeline, the season. I don't care if your plan is not to do it for another two years. Tell your unconscious mind that. Not now. In two years, we will. In two years, I will. In three months, I am going to have this project done. This will be done by my next birthday or by next quarter. When we say words like someday or not right now, one day I will, what we're doing is we're just allowing today to not be the season and every single day we're living in now, every single day we're living in today. So if we tell ourselves someday, every single day, someday never arrives, one day never arrives because the only time that exists behind my own two eyes right now is now. Yes, my timeline exists. My timeline is real. My future is real. But when I wake up every day, it's right now. So what I want you to do instead of saying someday or not right now is pick a day and actually commit to by this day, I will have blank. If you start living your life like that, you will accomplish so much and you'll have so much peace and you'll feel so grounded in your goals because you will actually know when they are happening. Okay, let's talk about the word hard because I brought it up. When we say something is going to be hard, you know, do we actually have a picture of what hard means? What does hard mean specifically? 
does hard mean it's going to require a lot of time? Does hard mean it's going to require a lot of mental energy? Does hard mean it's going to require sleepless nights? What does hard mean? Our unconscious mind doesn't even know. So when we say, oh, that's going to be so hard, we're actually just making the task itself more odious than it needs to be. We're causing ourselves dread that doesn't even need to be there. And we're unclear on what that dread is even about when we say that something is hard. So let's eliminate hard from our language and instead get specific about what is required. This project is going to require a lot of time. It's going to require a lot of focus. See how a lot of time and a lot of focus does not actually make me dread the project. It just gives me clarity around what I need to do in my life to organize myself to get something done that's going to require a lot of time and a lot of focus. It makes everything in your life seem easier. And I, I shouldn't even use the word seem. It makes everything in your life easier because you're not adding any unnecessary dread. Now, 75 Hard is a brand. They brand themselves on being hard. That's one of the reasons why it's not in alignment for me. I don't actually like that word hard. For me, doing something hard and then saying I did something hard, I used to be that person and I'm just not anymore. It's like, to me, as a life coach, what that brings up for me in my mind is ego. Just to do something hard, just to say you did something hard, to me, that's not the intuitive self. That's the ego. And it's okay to do things and be proud of ourselves. It's okay to do things and say, wow, that required a lot of focus and a lot of time. And I am so excited for myself that I finished it. There's nothing wrong with that. For me personally, though, I just don't like the word hard and it doesn't resonate with me and it doesn't speak to me. There's a whole group of people out there who that does speak to. And if you're one of them, good for you. Seriously, good for you. Just everywhere else in your life, eliminate this word and change it to be more specific around what you mean about its requirements of you. Okay, the next word that I want you to eliminate from your language is should. I should do this. I should do that. The word should presupposes a judgment. It means that I am looking at my life, assessing it, and making a judgment call. Yes, we're all in agreement. That's what the word should means and presupposes. That I'm judging myself. So what I'd like you to do is just pay attention. Where in your life are you saying, oh, I should do this or I should do that or blah, blah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself sometimes when I add the extra blah, blah. Because that's the energy that's there. I should do this. I should do that. And when I hear my clients say that, I interrupt them. And I say, according to who you should do blah, blah, blah. Now, if we're talking about the government, I should pay my taxes because the government says so. Okay. Or I should stop at stop signs because I don't want a ticket. I would agree with that use of the word should in that what you're saying is I should obey the law because that presupposes judgment, laws, rules, regulations from the state, from the government, or from your moral code, okay? 
I'm talking about the use of the word should when we're not discussing moral issues, ethical issues, or the law. I'm talking about when you say to yourself, I should get up at 5 a.m. and do that morning routine thing. I should do a longer workout. I should stop eating this. I should be better at doing my homework. Whatever it is, when we're judging ourselves, that's where I say, okay, let's draw the line. Let's cross that word out and eliminate it from our language because all that is doing is making me the law in my own life. It's making me the judger in my own life. It's making me assess everything I do as right or wrong, good or bad. That's the part that I'm talking about. Making daily choices. Let's eliminate choosing whether that's right or wrong in my life. And instead, instead of using the word should, again, is I want to. I want to wake up early and start that morning routine. Can you just sense and feel the shift in energy when I say, I want to get up early tomorrow and implement that morning routine versus I should get up early and implement that morning routine. Want indicates that I'm going to enjoy it. Should indicates that I'm not going to enjoy it because I'm making myself and I'm judging myself. Okay, so let's eliminate that. And instead of saying I should, you're going to say I want to. Okay, lastly, I'm going to go over just a whole group of words that you're going to eliminate for the same reason. So the next group of words that you, I want you to eliminate are words that they don't actually indicate anything. So for example, the word maybe. Hey, would you like to run with me tomorrow? Maybe. Or how about I'll try? You'll try what? Uh, you haven't actually given this person an answer. The only two possible answers are yes or no. So when you're saying the word maybe or I'll try, you're not answering the question. You're only delaying a response. Maybe is not a response. It's a, I'll let you know my response later. Well, that's wasting your time. It's wasting the other person's time. It's wasting everybody's time. And I did a whole episode about making quick decisions so you can save more time in your life and figuring out if you're motivated toward or motivated away from to help you make more decisions. So you can go back and re-listen to that episode. Want to? The thing is, making quick decisions is going to save you a lot of time and give you more power and integrity back into your life. So let's eliminate maybe and instead think, by when am I going to make this decision? So if someone says, do you want to go running tomorrow? And you have to look at your schedule or you have to figure things out or you have to figure out if you can get a babysitter. Just say those things and say, I will get back to you by blah, blah, blah. I will get back to you tonight. I will get back to you this evening with an answer. I just need to double check my schedule. See how that is giving both your unconscious mind and the other person, the other part of this conversation, clarity on what needs to happen in order to make a decision maybe is one of those vague answers that doesn't allow me or the other person a clear understanding of what's keeping me from making a decision similarly I want you to also eliminate the word sure from your language and here's why so if somebody says to you hey are you going to write that book that you've been talking about and you say sure 
isn't sure just sort of a really weak answer. It doesn't evoke any excitement. It doesn't evoke any confidence. It's like, hey, are you going to stick to that meal plan? Sure. Sure presupposes that I'm not actually certain if I'm going to or not. Sure presupposes doubt. And so I want you to eliminate the word sure and all other synonyms like it. And just use more definitive language when you're speaking. Yes, no, or I will do that by this time, or I just need to figure out this and that before I have a decision made. Be more clear because what that's going to do, not only is it going to improve your relationships with others, it's going to improve your relationship with yourself. You're going to be a more empowered person who's more in alignment and more in integrity with everything that you decide to do or not do. Did I say that was the last one? There's one more. The last word that I want you to eliminate is the word but, B-U-T. Eliminate the word but from conversation. Unless you intentionally use it, because I've used it a few times on this podcast, episodes here and there, I use the word but intentionally. I want to just be clear about when to use the word but and when to eliminate it and why. Here's the thing. When you're trying to learn something new, just learn the general rule first and then the exceptions. So let me tell you the general rule around but and why I've eliminated it from my language. If you're in conversation with someone and they're speaking and they say, okay, I think it would be best if we wake up at six and get on the road at seven and you come in with the word but, what the other person presupposes when you use the word but is that you didn't listen to them, didn't understand them, don't understand their reasoning or their perspective because the word but presupposes disagreement, right? We would all agree that the word but presupposes a disagreement. So instead, what you want to say is you want to listen, you want to repeat back, and then you want to, if you're adding information or you're adding even information that seems contrary, what you would want to say is yes and. You want to replace the word but with the word and 99.99% of the time. At first, this was really weird for me because our brains are so trained. We're so trained in our culture to say, but blah, blah, blah. Whenever we're adding information that might shift someone's perspective, we use the word but. However, when we use the word but, that is a word that is most likely going to antagonize the situation because the word but assumes that I'm about to negate everything that the other speaker just said. Even if that's not my intention, that's what the word presupposes. Even if I agree with 80% of what the other person said, and I just want to add one thing, if I say the word but, the other person assumes, it's assumed I'm negating everything that they just said. This is an easy way to start an argument. So just eliminate the word but. I'm going to give you some other language that you can fill in when you are having a conversation with someone. So the first one is yes and. So let's take it back to the scenario where the person said, I would really like us to wake up at six, 
get on the road at seven, blah, blah, blah. And you say, yes, I could see why you're saying that because that is the time of day when whatever reason the baby is the happiest. So I could see where you're coming from. And what I was thinking was, what if we waited till after the first nap? That way he's still in a good mood, blah, blah, blah. So you see how I wanted to add information, even information that might change the other person's mind. Yet first, I need them to know that I understood them, that I heard them, and that I'm merely thinking about adding more information. So when we're adding more information, we use the word yes, or the phrase, yes and. Now I use this phrase on the podcast all the time. Here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. So when you want to negate something, or you want to add an asterisk, or you want to add a caveat to the information presented, you can say, here's the thing. So here's the thing denotes that I'm adding more to the view. I'm adding more information on and I'm not negating what I previously said. If I use the word but, it negates, even unconsciously, negates everything that I just said. So here's the thing. You can use the word but when you want to negate everything you've just said. That is the one time when NLP says, use the word but. I'll give you an example in context of when I might negate everything that I just said. Let's take it actually to the snowflakes. I don't think I did it this way. I'm going to do it this way now so you can hear it in context. If I want to clear the unconscious mind, which is something that I do all the time without explaining what I'm doing, meaning I've just said something and I don't want you thinking about it. I don't want to leave you in a negative state. I want to clear the unconscious mind. I'll give you an example. When I brought up the ugly images of the ugly snowflakes, I didn't want to leave you with that visual because that visual was sad. In your unconscious mind, that visual was not good. So to leave you there would not have been ethical on my part. It's called leaving you with a negative IR, leaving the listener with a negative image. So I actually, even though I explained the beautiful snowflakes first and then the ugly snowflakes, I went back and re-explained the beautiful snowflakes again to leave you with a beautiful IR, to leave you with a beautiful picture in your unconscious mind. So another way I could have done that is when I explained the ugly snowflakes and I said, they're deformed and they look unhealthy, but that just erased it from your mind. But the beautiful snowflakes, the snowflakes that we spoke life over, love, gratitude, hope, faith, those snowflakes were beautiful. So there is an exception. The one time that NLP says it's okay to use the word but is when you want to erase or negate everything that you just said on purpose. Now, this is a master concept that might take some time to master. So I'm going to say eliminate the word but for now and instead replace it with yes and. Now, again, I want to go over why this matters. Why is this so important, these small tweaks to our language? Well, if you want to be a more empowered person, if you want to be more influential, if you want to go into work and have people say, something's different, I'm not sure what it is, 
you're more assertive or something. You just seem like you're getting your life together. You seem more organized. You seem more self-assured. It starts with the way that you present yourself to the world with language. If you want to be a better leader, if you want to be more influential, if you want to be a motivator of any kind, if you want to just be leading yourself out of bed every morning with a better attitude and a better outlook on life, start tweaking your language right now. Number one, eliminate the word can't. Always, always, always. It's not that you can't. It's that you don't want to. Hmm. Eliminate the word should. It's not that you should. It's that you want to. Eliminate the word hard from your language. It's not hard. It's going to require time and focus. Eliminate the word one day, someday, or it'll happen eventually. Instead, replace that with, this is when it's going to happen. Next, eliminate weak language like sure, maybe, I might, and instead be more definitive. Yes, no, or I will get back to you when I know. Lastly, if you want to be a better conversationalist, you will never use the word but, and instead you will replace it with yes and. All right, side tangent. What's so funny about this episode is that I wrote down about 20 tips that I wanted to give you today. And I realized, no, language took the better part of a half an hour. So I'm going to have to table the rest for later. But this is why I really want to be in a more intimate setting with you where you can take one of my courses with me and we can interact. You can ask me questions. We can be engaged with one another and I can have your full and devoted attention for 12 weeks and I can give you homework. I can give you practice that you can go out and start taking steps, applying strategy to change your life for the better. What do you want your life to look like a year from now? What if that vision of what you want in five years you could get a massive head start on in the next 12 weeks. If something that you thought might take five years or might take a year actually just took 12 weeks of massive focus, would that be worth it to you? Would you say yes to that opportunity? I want to invite you now to consider saying yes to your vision, saying yes to yourself, and coming to my 12-week course. It's called 12 Weeks to Transform, and I'm so excited about it. What is on the other side of your transformation? That's what you get to decide. And we get to figure out the 12 steps to your transformation in this course together, where I will assign you unique and individual strategy and homework to help you rise up and get to the other side of your vision. If you're stuck, if you're blocked, if you're just feeling blah, if you need to rediscover or reignite a vision within, this is the class for you. 12 weeks to transform. I'm going to be your teacher. I'm going to be live and recorded, and I'm going to be with you for three months, 12 weeks to transform. If you would like to pre-register for this course, I have a coupon for you. It is a coupon code that will get you $100 off as long as you register before April 15th. Sound good? Okay, here's how you do it. You scroll through the show notes and you click on the link that says transform. When you click on that link, it's going to take you to the landing page where I describe in detail what this course is, 
when it will be, where it will be, and all those details. So it'll take you to that page. You can read through all those details if you're super detail oriented or if you're like, meh, skip the details, <laughs> I'm signing up. Just scroll down to the sign up link and there you can put in your information and you will be registered. If you pre-register, the coupon code is EARLYBIRD. So just put in EARLYBIRD, all one word, and you will be given $100 off of the 12-week course. And extra bonus, you'll also receive my next five-day class absolutely free. Okay, you're in. I can stop talking now. <laughs> Move on. Here's how I'll close this episode. Remember that to be a more empowered version of yourself, it's going to require that you change the way you think. And changing the way you think is going to require using different words. So that is why I brought you today's episode so you can start working on your thoughts with specific words, specific language that you can use to live a more empowered life. Next week, I'm going to be publishing my next podcast episode on timeline therapy, quantum physics, and how you can use this knowledge to manifest what you want in your life. So next week is all about manifestation using quantum physics. I am so excited about this episode. I can't wait for you to join me. Remember, life is a journey. You're the one in the driver's seat. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of my coaching programs, you can reach me directly at coachrachelbailey.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.